welcome to Livermorium 55. Episode 5, Body Image. Hi, I'm Lizzie. I'm Brenda. And we're Livermorium 55, back with another episode. Welcome back. Um, how was your week? My week was good. Um... I've been really tired recently. <laughs> I mean, I think it's because there's spring forward. Which, by the way, I had no idea spring, like, daylight saving spring forward, whatever, happened on Sunday. Which, by the time this goes up, it'll be, like, two weeks later. But I didn't realize. And then my mom texted me, and she was like, happy spring forward. I was like, huh? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I'm tired. But, like, I've never been, uh, like, affected by it. It's weird. But, yeah. But it's been a good week. I have an exam coming up. So I'm trying my best to review. But, yeah, that's, that's really all that's been going on. You? <laughs> really? The whole weekend, there was just nothing happening. <laughs> well, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah, I had... Oh, 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 O'Reilly. <laughs> Auto parts. Uh, on Friday, uh, a friend and I went to an improv... Actually, it wasn't an improv show. I lied. It was a comedy show, but it was like sketch comedy videos. So, shout out, I Need to Be Held. Check out their YouTube. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's stupid humor, you know? <laughs> but, like, in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. So, that was pretty fun. <laughs> I can't lie. We went to the show. And so, they had, uh, what's it called? Like, opening acts. And one of them was a singer. And so, I walked in because I left him there, like, in the auditorium. I went to the restroom, come, like, came back. And it already started, like, the music. <laughs> It was just this guy in, like, a U, like, Miami or something. Like, hockey jersey. You know what I mean? Like, just jumping around and singing. And I was like, why are we here? <laughs> and then there was this girl who was, like, stuffing balloons. Because they were, like, <laughs> they were, like, throwing balloons. She was just stuffing them in her pants. This <laughs> is <I was> like, <laughs> just the kind of comedy show I want to be at. But it got much better. It was pretty good. That's um, funny. Yeah. It snowed a lot this weekend a lot which hasn't happened for a while honestly mm-hmm. like coming to ann arbor i thought it was nowhere more way more and i've kind of been disappointed this winter so because i feel like last week at the beginning of the week it was really warm mm-hmm. and then once friday hit it started snowing but i got to escape the snow because on friday i love to go to houston to mm-hmm. go we um we had a family extended family event so i got to see some family members that i haven't seen in a while um, I would say some I just haven't seen in my life. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> but it was fun. Um, Houston was really warm. I was in shorts and a t-shirt, no snow, but it did snow the day I left and then it snowed the day I came back and it, <laughs> there's still snow on the ground. So did I was a little it? sad. I did not miss it. <laughs> Every moment I had with the sun in Houston, I'd be like, ah, the sun. Yeah. And all my relatives were like, wow, wow. she really misses the sun. <laughs> Because a lot of them are from Texas. Um, some are from Colorado, so that's pretty cold too. But no one was as cold as Michigan was. Cause yeah, yeah, they were like, "Oh, like, how cold is it?" I was like, "Cold." <laughs> Glad to be back in school. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. It was a good break. Much needed break. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like for me, I finished all my work for the weekend by like thursday and didn't like basically just didn't do anything this weekend 
and then I didn't have class yesterday morning. So, like, it felt like it was actually spring break for me. Because mm. my spring break, I actually did a lot of work. But, like, everything, like, all the big projects that I had were, like, done by this weekend. And so now, maybe that's also why I'm tired. But I'm just, like, getting back into it now. I'm like, that was not spring break, was yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> back on the grind. And ready for this semester to be over. We don't actually don't have that much time left. We have, like, a month. No. But I have three more chem exams, two more physics exams, two more bio exams. So, like, I know we don't have that much left. Including finals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that just means, like, I have so many exams within a short amount of time. So that's that kind crazy. of stresses me out. Yeah. I have, I think, two psych exams, two ling exams, mm-hmm. one sociology, one cocci. Mm-hmm. So now y'all know. Yeah. <laughs> know how studious we are. True. Oh, yeah. Last week, I also had two exams and I was losing my mind. You cried. <laughs> I cried. I had a bio exam Wednesday that I cried on Tuesday after we filmed the podcast. <laughs> that was actually... <laughs> Timmy and I... No, once you left to go, like, do your work in the computer lab, uh-huh. Timmy and I just looked at each other and we were like, aww. <laughs> well, the other thing was I was so sad because I didn't have my computer charger, so I had to go to the computer lab, which is just an extra step. And I didn't want to come back when Tammy was sleeping, so I, like, felt a little rushed to, like, really get things done. And I was like, wow, I really know nothing about this bio exam or this physics exam. Mm-hmm. It was a little overwhelming, but we made it. Don't know the results yet. So I'm in ignorance bliss right now. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance bliss. You're in blissful ignorance. Blissful <laughs> That's ignorance. That's what you're in. <laughs> I'm in the state of ignorance is bliss. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's where I was. Wow, going you've been at. in a lot of states recently. First Texas. I was in Illinois because I had a layover. Wow, and now ignorance <laughs> was crazy, <laughs> crazy, honestly. Wow. But anyways, <laughs> excited for this upcoming week because my aunt and uncle are coming to Ann Arbor. Yay. So we'll talk about that next week. But True. Yeah, I get to see my aunt and uncle for two weeks in a row, which is great. Yeah. Shall we? Weekly segments. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we move into our weekly segments? Yeah, I knew what you were going. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Um. So our first weekly segment, knowledge of the week. Dun dun. What is your knowledge of the week? Um. Well, I was reading the news. This is what I do. Okay. <laughs> this is a really wait. Quick side tangent. In high school, uh, like, whenever there was free time in class, I don't actually have, like, I wouldn't have anyone to text. And I'm not, like, a huge, like, video games person or anything. Um, but, like, people would be on their phone and, like, nobody would talk. So I'd be like, what do I do? So I'd just scroll the news randomly back and forth. I'd be, like, I'd be one of those people who just, like, scroll back and forth between, like, their app screens. <laughs> so it looks like I'm doing something. <laughs> anyway, I was reading the news today. Um... And I was like, this is an interesting one. Interesting article, because the U.S. concerns me sometimes. Um, so it's an article about how this Texas girl, um, she overheard this guy in her school say, don't come to school tomorrow. And so then she got really scared, because, you know, especially in this generation, we grow up with a lot of school shootings, et cetera, et cetera. And so hearing that, she was always like, wait a minute. Or like, does that mean like he has a gun? Like, is he going to shoot the school? Anyway, so, like, she told her mom. The mom, like, went to the vice principal, pro- I don't know, something like that. Whatever, like, authority. Talked about it. And then 
they were like they found out that the guy didn't have a gun so like they don't know why he made that statement but like there was no threat and so then the next day she comes into class and then she gets like called to the principal's office and so she got suspended for like 70 days or something what no she got suspended for three days and then she's like being sent to one of those like schools for people who i don't like correctionary schools you know what? yeah because they're like oh she's spreading like false rumors false information about a threat isn't that crazy that's crazy like that's so messed up because i'm like the problem here is not her the problem is like you know she's like she's very like she has a valid reason for thinking that oh my goodness and she's gonna like that's actually crazy like not only suspended, but getting sent to a different school. Yeah. Texas. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. Um, I also I always wanted to be like a newsreader. For a while, I tried to read news in Spanish. I think it was during COVID. Mm-hmm. But first of all, my Spanish wasn't <laughs> good enough. Second of all, I don't know. Not <laughs> much of a newsreader. Yeah. But like I have, I had the BBC News app and like mm-hmm. BBC World app. So, like, I could do English and Spanish. Yeah. Maybe I should start doing that. Maybe. You know, um, like, Apple News on the iPhone, like, it'll, like, uh, what's it called? Like, suggest a couple articles. Recently, I was talking about, like, plane crashes with my friend because I, like, am low-key scared of flying. And, like, no, like, plane crash, like, pub- like, like, commercial plane crashes don't happen that often. I keep getting so many articles about, like, plane crashes now, and it's so annoying, because I'm like, I did not need to know. Like, I don't want to know at all. You gotta say something else. You gotta be like, the Oscars, the Grammys, something more lighthearted. <laughs> at least it's lighthearted. Food. Food. I don't know about food. But what if it's, like, all the bad things that they're doing in restaurants? <sighs> Because I feel like news don't write about good things. That's not true. That's kind of true. Where it's just not as, like, many of them. Yeah. No, I want to know about, like, the fun restaurants in Ann Arbor, Michigan. True. Because, <laughs> you know, so many news articles being written about that. We Guys. Yeah. Anyway. What's your knowledge of the week? Mine is from biology. So I'm in the unit of genetic engineering. And one of, we learned a couple of different ways of genetic engineering, but one of the ways we learned is called pre-implanta- pre-implantation screening. Hmm. So after you do in vitro fertilization, before you implant the embryo into the mother's womb, you screen the genes to see if there are any like lethal mutations that could potentially kill the baby. Uh-huh. And because there are there are a lot of um egg cells that get fertilized they choose the ones that quote-unquote pass the test yeah who don't have um, lethal mutations and then implant those into the womb huh. and that kind of like makes sure that like the kid doesn't have a, um, lethal disease later on but well, also fun. like i think you would like this part of it like certain genetic engineering brings up bioethical concerns mm-hmm. so like another way to do well one of the ways is germline editing where you edit um an embryo's gene so then it changes every gene in the oh in, wow like, a human's body they can do that it's not legal yet <laughs> yeah like the way i'm do- thinking of is crispr and it's not legal uh-huh okay but isn't that like kind of like eugenics then 
Yeah, so that's why it brings up bioethical concerns because you're changing the person essentially. You're yeah. creating a new person because you're changing the genetic information in that's their body. Crazy. Very uh, relevant today. Yeah, but, but wow. But it's like that we discussed. Is it ethical to create new traits like blue skin or blue hair? Or but like, you can do that. I mean, I'm sure there's a way. Like, oh, if you like, do yeah. DNA sequencing the right way. Like, is it ethical to do that? And is it ethical to edit in non-lethal diseases? Uh-huh. Like dwarfism, blindness. Like, is it ethical to do that? Is it ethical to just do genetic engineering in general? Like, I don't know. Wow. It's very interesting to learn about. I don't know. Technology scares me. Yeah. I'm writing my English paper on genetic engineering. Huh. I know. Wait question this is not related to anything but i mean it's really ethical stuff do you think like um like there's a suicide pod like some swiss like swiss engineer mm-hmm. created where like if you want to die you can do that what do you think about that i don't know i don't know what do you think about that <laughs> <laughs> thank you for mirroring the question back to me um because i mean clearly you have a thought on it that's why you asked me yeah because it's like a huge like ethical thing but um I don't know. I really don't know how I feel about it because on one hand, like those people obviously suffer like every single day. So I'd understand why. Like they might think that this is a good way to go about, you know, dealing with that suffering. But on the other hand, it's like, yeah, it's their choice. And if they're suffering, like maybe that's good. But also, but also (laughs) at the end of the day, it's like it's life. So I don't know. Because I I understand why it's an ethical concern because like you said it is their choice, and who are we to stop someone? Because I feel like there are other ways people still end their life even if it wasn't the suicide pod. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like you're making it accessible. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so like. And the other thing is like especially if people are capitalizing off of that. That is so yeah, I'm like, wrong. So the manufacturers are actually just making a murder weapon. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. So I understand the ethical. Yeah, I also think like if that was something that was actually available to people, like that could easily be used in bad ways by bad people. So also like if someone were to use it, like I don't know, do you have to be a certain? I think they make the decision. Like does does it cost so much money where like I don't remember only certain percentage of the world can use it? I don't know, but I thought you were gonna ask about like. The thing with us, like, at least with the decision, is that they make it, like, a year in advance. Okay. And so they can back out of it any time. Right. So, like, I I guess in that sense, like, it is fairly ethical for them to make the decision because they do have a whole year to think about it. So it's not like, like, if you just commit suicide, like, that's often, or sometimes, I guess, more, more of, like, a split-second decision, whereas this, like, at least you have time to think about it and so you know if it's, like, an actual thing that you want to go through with. And you go through it, or you go about it in a way, like, where you can actually, I guess, I guess the good thing about it is you can also, like, prepare people around you for what's going to happen. But. <laughs> That's still very sad. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, like, my biggest problem with things like this is just, like, the whole capitalism yeah. <laughs> aspect of it. Shall we move on to Song, song of, of the, the Moment? moment. <laughs> um, My Song of the Moment is river by miley cyrus which 
is kind of not like Lizzie because I don't normally listen to a lot of just American pop songs unless it's Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, but I was listening to Until I Found You, Until I Find You by George Sanchez, the TikTok song. Until I Found You, yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, hmm, I feel like TikTok has some other good songs. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at some of them and there was a playlist. It's also by Steven Sanchez. (laughs) (laughs) It's because he says Georgia in the song. Uh And I was like, oh, it's George Sanchez. (laughs) Sorry, but I was was listening to that song. It was Uh a really good song, Steven Sanchez. But I was listening to a playlist of TikTok songs. Mm -hmm. And I guess that was one of them, which I've never heard on TikTok or Instagram reels. Wow. And I don't really know the song. That's actually so funny. They were just listening to playlists of TikTok songs. (laughs) Yeah, but it's not like the savage, classy. Oh it's more the uh, sounds. Yeah. What is your song of the moment? X Factor, by Miss Lauren Hill. The thing with song of the moment is just whatever was playing. I don't remember what the song sounds like, so I couldn't really tell you anything about it. I'm not gonna lie, but I think it was good, because I've heard it multiple times. I'm pretty sure, because uh, I'm listening to some random like Spotify playlist called Taste. And I think it's like R&B, like hip hop. The, the the description for the playlist is sophisticated palettes only. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so now moving into the actual episode. We just want to issue a quick disclaimer because full disclosure, we are like a bit scared of this episode because it's a sensitive topic. Especially like body image, like most popularly would be, you know, if you hear that you're, you're associating it with like eating disorders and you know things of that realm and so we just want to be mindful of the way we're talking about this and just you know put it out there that we might talk about some triggering topics related to that and if you don't want to hear that this episode probably isn't going to be the best episode for you to listen to okay so (laughs) after a quick intermission we actually decided um we're going to go up to people and like ask them if they just want to like give us a quick you know like story about their experience with body image or any like quick take on it or like how they deal with the issue of body image right mm-hmm. okay, I'm a quick interview and we don't know these people at all no. <laughs> like i promise you we just came up with this <laughs> on the spot we can see them because we have glass doors so we just see people sitting in the library and yeah, we're just gonna go co- go up to them and say, "Hey, do you wanna pop on our podcast?" Yeah. So my name's Ashika. I'm currently a junior in LSA studying data science. Okay, so we were just wondering whether like you had any specific. Okay, so we have like different directions we can take it. Do you want to talk about like maybe an experience that you had, where you felt like you had to deal with um, your own body image or like struggle with, you know, having better perception of your own body image or, you know, even maybe like standing up to people about like what they were saying but other people yeah kind of just like some experience that you had maybe how deep do you want it to go (laughs) i my parents are both immigrants so this that definitely plays a part Mm -hmm. but i guess um i had the most trouble in like middle school and high school i mean never really went away like i it's still a problem now um but i actually developed an eating disorder in middle school so um 
a lot of it was like you know what those indian aunties say they're like oh my god you're gaining weight or oh my god you're mm-hmm. so skinny like you know but it's all derogatory like they're n- it's never something nice to say um and so growing up it's like my my mom especially was like appearance says a lot you know and um, first impressions are very important and so um even if it was something as simple as we were going out and i wasn't wearing any makeup my mom would be like go put on eyeliner like you look bad mm-hmm. um so I grew up like that. And then in high school, um, I danced a lot, which definitely helped um, my own body image a little bit because I could like keep myself in shape. Um, And then I came to college. So my freshman year was 2020. So everything was online. No clubs, really. Um, And so I was not active. Um, And then Last year, sophomore year, I joined a dance team. So um, that was really fun. But also, I started realizing that, like, I'm really out of shape and I'm not looking great. Um, So I had a little bit of struggle there. And then this year, unfortunately, I'm not on the dance team anymore. Um, I couldn't with my schedule and things like that. I also went to India in August. And so I, it was the first time I went to India in eight years. So, you know, fully experienced the um, lifestyle and everything. We ate a lot. Um, and so uh, I definitely gained a lot of weight in August. And then it never really went away this year. Um, so it's something that I'm still like struggling with. Um, my size has changed drastically within this past year. So buying clothes is really annoying mm-hmm. and very expensive. Um, but I mean, it's something that I'm, I think I'm always going to struggle with. I don't think it's ever really going to go away. And I think it's because I started struggling with it at such a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm working step by step. I definitely don't eat healthy. I don't really do anything to make it better, which is definitely a fault on my part. Um, But, like, plans I have, I guess. I'm planning on starting up dancing again, um, doing more physical activity. I'm not really one to work out, so that's a no. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, eating healthier, maintaining, you know, what I'm eating, what I'm putting in my body, stuff like that. Um, so we're, we're getting there, but, but I especially think for like people our age, especially walking around on campus, like it can be very detrimental to someone's mental health and like their perception of their body image. Um, just seeing a bunch of other people with various different lives. Like, you know, you see someone, you kind of judge them whether you notice it or not, um, without knowing anything about them. And I think that plays a part into body image and obviously like societal standards and everything like that. Um, but, um, just like a follow up on the dance thing. So you said that dance was actually positive for your yeah. self-image. Cause I know like, I'm not part of the dance community or anything, but like, I've heard, you know, stereotypes about the <laughs> dance community being like, it's really bad for people's body image. And like a lot of people, uh, involved in dance, like develop eating disorders because of the culture. So I think it depends on the type of dance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, when I was younger, I did ballet for two years in middle school. And so I saw a lot of those ballerinas had body image issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of them developed eating disorders, things like that. I did Indian classical dance. Um, so I needed that strength in my lower body. Mm-hmm. And so if I wasn't eating normally, then I wouldn't have that strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like a different type of strength than like a ballerina or a tap dancer or something like that. Um, so my focus 
Because also, um, when you're doing Indian classical dance, you're wearing so much that you can't even tell. So that's why it didn't really matter to me. While for ballerinas, they're wearing a leotard. Like, you can yeah. see everything. Um, so I think me dancing was a way to keep my body in shape. So that's why I saw it as, like, positive reinforcement rather than, oh, I need to mm-hmm. look a certain way to be on stage. Yeah. No, that's great. I'm glad that you had a positive experience with that. Yeah. (laughs) It's not the same for everybody, which is upsetting. But my dance teachers never really said anything growing up. Um, So I think that definitely helped. If my teachers were like, you need to lose weight or like weighing me before performances or something like that, I would have been screwed. Mm -hmm. Um, But thank you. Yeah, of course. My name is Neha Chanduk. I am a freshman at the University of Texas at Austin, and I'm studying biology. So do you have any, uh, like, experiences with body image you'd like to share or, you know, kind of how you've navigated the issue of body Um, image growing up and how this changed? I've never been super secure in, like, my body because I just, like, have grown up with a lot of not just people around me who I think are, like, better than me or, like, have better bodies than me, but also, like, social media didn't help with that. Like, I only started getting more confident when I had a body more similar to, like, what I wanted it to be. And I think it was easier to be confident when I had a body more like what I wanted it to be. But I think what helps most is, like, and this is how I faced most of my insecurities, is I just, like, like pretend they don't exist. <laughs> I think one of, like, the most notable experiences is I went prom dress shopping with Prenda and Priyanka. And um, I, like, changed in front of them, and I was very insecure about that. But I was like, like, they're your friends. They're not going to judge you. It doesn't matter. And so I was just, I just, like, did it. And that, like, gave me a lot of confidence, I guess. It's just ignoring my body confidence issues and just pretending, like, everything is fine. Mm -hmm. Because you fake it till you make it. No, I think, like, I don't know, especially... Like in middle school, I don't know about you, but like in my middle school, we had to change in front of people like locker rooms, you know, but that's like a really interesting time to be changing in front of people because I feel like that's when body image issues like start developing. And I mean, your bodies are also developing. And so having to change in front of people can be very interesting then. And so I think it's, you know, that's some kind of issue that just only grows as you get into high school. And then it's kind of more of a choice whether you change in front of people. That's true. In, our, in middle school, I became really good at, like, changing without revealing too much of my body. Mm-hmm. Even though no one would say anything, I just, like, figured it was easier. Oh, another thing that helped is, like, my boyfriend is very good at, like, hyping me up. You look so beautiful. You look so, like, great and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's very good at that. And it makes me feel more confident. Yeah. Which I shouldn't have to derive validation from someone else. But it does help that someone else likes my body. Yeah. No, I think it's valuable to have that positive feedback. Like, even when Lizzie and I were filming the um, self-confidence episode, like, something we talked about was having, you know, positive feedback. And then I think that also um, applies to this situation where you shouldn't rely on positive feedback for body image. But, you know, that's like a... I mean, it's an effective way of at least generating positive thoughts about your body image and that eventually becomes your own feedback and it's not just something that's external a lot of like people that i've grown up with or talked to growing up have body confidence issues and i like i've seen people i know struggle with it but i've also seen them like kind of like grow from that and that makes me 
that inspires me because like one of my friends she realized that like her body confidence issues were so bad that she was like getting an eating disorder and stuff and so she like joined a help group a self-help group for that it's just like the desire to like want to be healthy about it that really changes things yeah how do you think um like self-image has changed as you've gone into college Ooh, that's an interesting one I expected to, like, lose weight when I went to college because I knew that I wouldn't like college food and dining hall food is my nightmare, but I deal with it. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't expect is, like, how much I would hate eating alone to the point where, at, like, some point, I like, didn't want to eat if I was eating alone, and then I, like, started losing a lot of weight, so I forced myself to eat alone, even though I was in dining hall. It's just, like, there's so many changes with, like, food and how my relationship with food was because, like, it wasn't like I could go to my kitchen and get whatever I wanted. I had to go to the dining hall for food. I just think that, like, yeah, your, like, the access that you have to food changes when you go to college because now you have to, like, go to the dining hall. Sometimes you have to, like, eat alone, which is something I was not used to at all. And then, um... You have to, like, choose your meals. You can't be, like, eating pizza every day, which is, like, always an option. But, like, it's just your relationship with food changes so much. I felt those changes, like, in my body, too. It's, like, whether I was gaining weight or losing weight. It was just really interesting that way. I never felt, like, when I'm eating at college, I don't really feel like I get the right amount of nutrition because I'm, like, I'm there's something wrong here like I'm definitely not getting protein because I'm vegetarian Mm. and like I eat way too many carbs but carbs are the only thing that's good in the dining hall most of the time it's just a lot more independence in like choosing what you eat and everything that can I guess I just wasn't prepared for that going into college yeah I feel like that's something that we don't normally think about or talk about but like it does happen (laughs) Like, yeah. Now that now that like Sam mentioned it, I definitely think like we do not get enough nutrition. <laughs> no, we don't. I mean, even like for me, like I grew up with my family. Like my mom would be like, "Don't eat fried food." Um, you know, like stay away from this. Like we cook with olive oil because it's healthier. Like all of these random things, and it's like in the dining hall you can't control it. And I remember like originally when I came to college, I was like, "Oh my god, like this is not what I grew up with. Like I can't eat this. Like this is bad for me." Like. You know, whatever. And then, like, eventually, I grew to... Like, even dessert. Like, there's so many dessert options. I grew up, like, not eating sweets whatsoever. And so, it was weird. Like, I remember, like, the first month or so, I was like, what am I supposed to eat here? Like, this is scary. And now I'm just like, eh. If it's edible and I'm able to eat it, you know, I might as well. Because otherwise, I'm not going to eat anything. Do you have anything else to add? Or what? Love this podcast. Go subscribe to this podcast right now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Sam. We love Sneha. We love her. Do you want to plug yourself? Please, no. Please, no. <laughs> I'm okay. Okay. I'll call you later. I'll call you later, sweetie. Have a good day. Thank you, Sneha. Bye. Uh, my name is Charles McKellar. Um, I'm a freshman studying computer science at the University of Michigan. Um, yeah. <laughs> so here I am doing a podcast. Yeah, I think I come from like a unique perspective because um, I, I've swam for five years of my life. And that's kind of a situation where you're like really put out there like 95% of the time I'm wearing like like 95% of my body is being shown to my closest friends, my coaches, and even my teachers. Uh, it's really interesting because 
I, that's like the only sport that's like that. Like if you think of any other ones, that's like you're not being like exposed as much as I would say. I feel like in that situation, that kind of makes you closer friends to the people you're around. I don't know, because we're all in that same situation together. We're all pretty uncomfortable. I mean, everyone has an idea that they want to be um, a better version of themselves. They want to look a different way. And it also doesn't help when you have like, you know, some people who are absolutely shredded right next to you that are a lot like that you would judge like that are better looking than you are. Uh, I think that's kind of what draws a lot of people away from swimming is like having to have that exposure. Because you're, you're playing basketball, you can have a shirt on. If you're playing football, you can have a shirt on. Like even for uh, like if you want to ski or something like that, you're, you're bundled with clothes. For swimming, it's like your skin is showing. That's like you're being exposed to everyone. Yeah, um, I guess just like a question to help. Yes, you know. yes, yes. Ask something. Um, so I guess like when you first got into swimming, how did you um, like deal with, you know, if, if you had any fears about having to show so much skin? Or... Oh, dude, I, w- I was terrified. Like um, one, one of the common like things, I guess, like all guys swim in Speedos. Like that's kind of pretty standard. And um, that's pretty like exposure. Like you're basically just in less than underwear in front of your closest friends which is like really intimidating. And when you're um, in seventh grade, it's like, wow, <laughs> you know, that's not something you particularly find comfortable. I guess I guess swimming is unique in the fact that you're also like bettering yourself over time. Like as you, as you swim more and more, like we're swimming like miles every day, like two miles once we get into high school per day, like you get in pretty good shape too. So it's all, it's like, you might feel uncomfortable over time. Like you just kind of get used to it too. But also like, you're kind of bettering yourself at the same time. It's kind of like going to the gym, you know, like when you, when you show up at first, like you don't know how to do anything, but over time you kind of get used to it, but you're also like making yourself better at the same time. Well, like when you're talking about like getting into swimming, you mentioned um, how like having to deal with, you know, just putting your entire body yeah, out there, yeah. like sometimes turns people away from. Oh, for sure. Yeah. From it. So how do you think, like, why do you think that you stuck with it? And you, I don't know, like having experience with people like actually. I don't I was kind of. You know, because at the same time, it was like doing something with my close friends and like seeing that they could do it kind of made me want to do it. Like two of my closest friends have been swimming like that since they were like six years old, five years old or whatever. Like they took swim lessons and then just moved to the swim team and then kept on doing it. Whether I where I joined pretty late, like I I never joined a swim team until I was in seventh grade. And yeah, I was like so far worse than everyone else, which is that was kind of another issue is like. First, I was uncomfortable. Second, I was really bad at it. And third, like, I was kind of like an outsider at the time, too. Because, like, yeah, I knew the people, but it's not like I'm exposing myself as much every day. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of have to deal with it. I, But once you get to know the people, I feel like that's, like, I, like that's what really can keep you going. Mm-hmm. Because, um, I don't know, they, they became my closest friends throughout high school. And I, I stuck with them, hung, hung out. Even now, I still text them basically every day. And I guess it's kind of we're both thrown in a situation together where, like, they understand. Because, I don't know, if you ask someone who has to swim, like, if they would put on a Speedo, they'd, most people would say, like, no, that's, yeah. why would I do that? But if you ask some of my f- swimming friends, like, it's whatever. Like, I'll see you in one tomorrow. So <laughs> Yeah. Did you, I mean, you don't really have to answer this, but did you only have, like, these internal factors that, you know, kind of anchored your fears of joining the swim team and like your self-image or was it also like some external comments that you received or anything, you know, more than just within yourself? It's it's hard to say whether it was external or not because like a lot of it was just like critiquing of my strokes, which is like, I mean, I guess like maybe I didn't look proper 
like I don't know if that's necessarily my like because of my body or just because I was doing it wrong. But I'd say um, it was quite the opposite. I'd say a lot of people are supportive. Like mm-hmm. you would have no judgment whatsoever between you and your friends. Like that's good. I, if anything, it'd be positive. It's like people would just like make jokes like, "Oh dang, dude! Like you look shredded. Like you're insane <laughs> right now." But I, I guess I don't really know the girls' side about that because they're kept kind of separate. Like. For us personally, it was it's kind of routine where like you get in the water, then you lift afterwards, like weight room. And so uh, kind of like the morals of like lifting in the gym culture is to not um, like judge other people. Like you kind of just like do your own thing and they'll do their own thing. And I feel like that's kind of another thing. It's like people think that people are going to get harassed because of that. Um, but that was just never the case. It was basically unacceptable to make jokes about other people like that. Like coaches would not tolerate it my friends would not tolerate it like no way mm-hmm. I, I guess that's another thing like you kind of stick with it like mm-hmm. um i'm also a lifeguard for the ymca so like you'll see like really old people like 85 up like still swimming laps every morning and it's like it's something you stick with like you kind of just like i, I guess that kind of goes towards like the never ending you want to better yourself because even when they have 85 year olds like they still are swimming every morning to um to just like get better in shape to look better to better their body image or just like to be healthy yeah i, I guess like sports kind of does that in general to people you're doing it for a reason whether it to be fun to better yourself to make friends but yeah i think that can help too because i don't know friends are more important than you think because like if you constantly have doubts then like if you have friends that are that are terrible and kind of like critiquing you that doesn't help yeah but if you have friends who are super supportive and don't make mention of it and then you can like actually see improvement in yourself too i feel like that's pretty helpful that kind of keeps you going I feel like this was good because that's a perspective we can't talk about because we're yeah. not swimmers and also we're not a guy yeah so thank I you, Do you uh, have anything else? I, I got another one i guess like okay <laughs> <laughs> um i guess i have a lazy eye which is kind of a unique experience because i can't even like i i cannot physically make both my eyes look straight at the same time like i can kind of switch which one's looking at person but it's really uncomfortable with pictures for the most time because like if you're if I'm talking to you in person, like can you tell that I have a lazy eye? I mean, you probably can, but like, it's probably like not very noticeable if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a camera where everyone's supposed to be looking at the same spot, like every single picture I'm in, one of my eyes is going off to the side. There's literally nothing I can do about that. But mm-hmm. it's just like it's like one of those things that makes me stand out and like you're annoyed of if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. that's why I hate photos because <laughs> I stand out so much and I'm, it's so bad. I think I think another real problem is photo editing, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. If you have some of these, like, major influencers who are, like, posting on Instagrams like that, and, like, not only are they the top 1% of people who are getting all this stuff, but, like, they're also editing their photos to make them look even better. It's, like, how do you expect this teenage uh, high school kid to deal, like, deal with mm-hmm. that? Like, they're comparing themselves to that. Like, I don't even know how it's even, like, remotely fair. Yeah. There's also, like, this one random topic that I don't <laughs> know if you, I'll just go back to it because I just thought of it. Um... There's this thing called, like, swimmer's body. I don't know if you guys know this. But, like, um, if you, like, watch the Olympics or some top swim meets, like, kind of all of them have, like, this style where it's not like they're super bulky. Like, this is more for guys. Um, where it's not like they're super bulky, but, like, they're just, like, lean and, like, I don't know, like, kind of tall-ish. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have this idea that um, swimming will, like, lead them to that point. Where it's like, if you swim, I can look like that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like just an unfair narrative because the people that are actually at these top swim events swimming those fast times are are swimming like that because they look like that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like they are fast because they are sleek, lean, and tall. 
like Michael Phelps is like sleek, lean, and tall yeah. because like I don't know, he's that's just his body type, and he's one of the fastest swimmers of all time. But no, I think like especially with these competitive events, it's always hard to. Yeah. I, I feel like there's always a the natural talent. Yeah, yeah. so it's like it's like bodybuilding, for example, right? Like, do you think that? lifting weights every single day is going to make you look like the, the world champions of body or bodybuilding it's like no it's like they bodybuild because like that's their strengths they, they're playing yeah. to their strengths um so i don't know that's kind of like an unfair comparison too where you're trying to compare yourself to the people who are doing it the best who mm -hmm. are like physically built to do that and yeah <laughs> no that's that's pretty much it <laughs> okay thank you oh, for thank coming you. on I guess kind of going along with what our first interviewee said about like makeup and how she was like kind of forced into putting makeup on. I had this thing where because of different beauty standards in different countries, when I was in elementary school, like I was always outside because of recess and stuff like that, but I hated getting tanned. Mm -hmm. So I'd wear like pants and like so much sunscreen all the time because I hated getting tanned like, and like I didn't want to go outside mm -hmm. because like Korea's beauty standards are like you have to be pale you have to be thin you have to be tall mm -hmm. like everything that we aren't was yeah. the beauty standards no I feel like even like Indian beauty standards were the same thing and so like my mom like if I you know because in elementary school you recess and you go outside and whatever um like if I'd come home one day she'd be like you went out in the sun too much like you're darker there was this thing in India, I mean, there still is this thing. Like, every Indian person knows it. It's, like, fair and lovely. It's, like, this beauty cream that it's, I mean, it's called fair and lovely. You can probably figure out what it means. <laughs> um, I think recently they rebranded it finally because that's obviously so messed up. That was, like, a huge thing. And I remember, like, my mom would use it, like, growing up. Like, she'd put it on us, like, if we had, like, a, I don't know, like, piano recital or something. But, like, isn't that, like, that's just such a weird standard to grow up with, especially because I feel like for people who are paler uh like the standard is you need to be tanner you know yeah because i feel like in america this um a lot of people want to be tan and they're like oh if you have tan if you're tan and like you have more curves you're like more beautiful yeah i think there's like an underlying mess like yeah but whereas in, for us i feel like the same yeah, is opposite for like in korea it's like if you don't have i feel like if you're pretty yeah like you're slender curvy, you don't want to be curvy. yeah like i don't know so I don't know because I think I had the transition w when I was in like middle school and I was just like this is so confusing yeah no and I like, feel like especially being multicultural it's hard to you know I guess figure out mm -hmm. what like the quote-unquote like right yeah way there to is, look is there is no right look but like yeah what society like, expects you to be I mean like also with the makeup thing I grew up where I know our first interview was talking about how she um like her I think her mom would always like tell her to put makeup on like she always needed to be wearing makeup whereas my mom like you know when you're growing up like especially in middle school like late middle school high school you know whatever people start wearing makeup to school or you know in that time you're also like getting acne like your body's changing so obviously I think people that age especially girls like they tend to rely on makeup to you know look a certain way anyway so I like maybe if I wanted to do that my mom would be like absolutely not because like if you start using makeup now like you're your skin is going to be terrible when you're older. My and, like, on one hand, too. yeah, like, on one hand, obviously probably shouldn't have been using makeup that young or anything because, not because, like, it's not good for your skin or anything, but just for the simple fact of weren't using it for the right reasons, you know? But on the other hand, that's also not a great thing. That's not a great reason not use makeup, like, just because you should be worried about the way you'll look older because, you know, 
there's like a beauty in looking older like when you're older and it's like you know you have wrinkles but they're like they're like smile lines like they're uh like the memory of like how many times you smiled or you know like different emotions you had um and so i can see where she's coming from but it's hard to reconcile those two things mm-hmm. kind of along with how we look like fifth and sixth seventh eighth grade i like matured really fast as a child compared to all my friends in america and even in korea too so i didn't like that i looked different and like had more matured as a woman or like whatever so i'd always wear large sweatshirts and they always had to be black because it was really hard to tell mm-hmm. like what you looked like underneath if you had black sweatshirts the other thing is i'm not built to wear american-made clothes because i don't have the long legs i don't have like the thin legs so the pants wouldn't fit me in general but mm-hmm. so i'd always have to buy um jeggings from uh-huh. costco and roll them up so it was always like jeggings and a black sweatshirt Wow. I don't I I don't think I was like consciously being like I don't think I was aware that of I why had, you were doing it. Yeah. But I like was like mm, this is just what it is. Yeah. And then it wasn't until even now <laughs> I feel like I don't like always wear yeah. clothes that are like super tight fitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I feel like I had a kind of similar experience on the topic of clothing. But for me, I started out like I feel like all my life I wore like tight fitting clothes. I don't know. I just felt like I was more comfortable because like I had more mobility in them. Um, and then I don't even really know when I started like moving to like bulkier, like, you know, like how you were talking about like clothes that don't really show your form. But um, I don't know. I guess I just did. And so like I just stopped putting effort into my appearance in terms of clothing or like in terms of the way I dress. Like I'd wear the same thing every single day, basically in like high school. Right. I, f- I feel like after COVID, honestly, so like the last two years of high school. No, last year of high school and then moving into college, like every, like, you know, I kind of wear the same like five outfits every single day, every single week. Um, and I don't know, like now if I put something that's like form fitting on, like it's actually really weird for me to do. Like, I feel like I'm not myself mm-hmm. and I, part, like part of it's definitely like a, like a body image thing. Like I'm just not used to seeing my body like that anymore. And I don't like putting it out there. Especially because, I don't know. Okay, so, like, I don't think people... This is where I'm, like, I don't know how this happened because I don't think I ever, like, received comments in high school. Like, I don't even know, like, if people actually, like, made comments there. And, like, even in college, like, I don't talk to enough people for it to be a problem, like, where people make comments. So, I don't even know why, like, it became, like, a thing that I do, but I just do. Or, I mean, I think it's also, like, how you were saying, like, just this woman. Like, there's, like, so many different body standards and they all, like, clash with each other. Like, it's just hard to ever feel like you're fitting the standard and you know fitting in but I also like I remember like we'd shop for clothes and my mom would be like I love to just roast my mom on hands um no like we'd be shopping for clothes and my mom would be like don't buy that like horizontal stripes make you look fatter Mm. like things like that you know and then I'd be like oh my god I have something with horizontal stripes at home like I can't wear this anymore like, I feel like so many, like, outfits in my closet, like, I'd be like, actually, I can't wear this shirt. I can't wear this shirt because it makes me look this way, which is bad. Or this shirt, like, does this, where, like, it accentuates this part of my body that I don't want to be accentuated. And, you know, things like that. So, I think navigating, like, clothing itself is really hard. I also think maybe it's because in middle school, like, we had a uniform. So, we'd have to wear, like, a school, like, t-shirt and then, like, khakis or black so in middle school I didn't have to decide I think fashion is a way of expressing yourself but it can also kind of tear down your own form of self-expression because you're always judging mm-hmm. the way you're being presented up yeah 
but oh something i want to say so travis the third guest was talking about how um like swimmer's body was a thing and like where you expect it or like you're better at you know the sport or whatever you're doing if you are built a certain way so i grew up playing piano for like 15 years of my life and like i feel like when i was growing up like as a child because like i started when i was like two or something like two and a half and i feel like until i was like maybe like 10 11 12 whatever like everyone who like heard me play would be like oh my gosh she's so good like prodigy whatever and then you know obviously start developing at that age i like my like i've just always had small hands or and you know hands are especially like a huge thing for piano obviously so i remember like there was this one piece i want to say it was like maybe when i was in sixth grade or something so like 11 and i actually had to like bow out of a competition because i started like developing tendonitis because my hands were just not big enough to reach the keys and it was like the thing where like i could be technically competent except i would have to battle all these issues about having to play a certain way to fix fit my hand structure whereas like my brother who's a male he's like taller he obviously has bigger hands like he's just built better to play all these technical pieces and so even though we were um kind of at the same you know point in our piano career like he was able to just do all these things that I would have to navigate it was really hard and I don't think like I ever was able to overcome that like even when I ended up like you know like once I graduated high school I kind of you know graduated piano too just because like it was getting really hard for me to do mentally but even then like by the time I like ended piano like I still was never able to overcome like the hand size thing which you know led into difficulties with the technical um aspects of piano and also just in competitions like I started getting really nervous because I would like it was just harder for me to like you know get all the runs and hit all of them like you know reach all the chords and so I think especially in competitive environments it's really hard to reconcile the fact that like some of us just have to find a way to overcome those physical difficulties whereas other people just don't and I think that you know definitely ties into body image you know you take like these experiences that are obviously like for me only applicable to piano like who really cares about how small my hands are in real life or they might not but I am (laughs) and so obviously yeah kind of along that line of some people are just built different and like it helps them in certain sports when I was little um I did ballet and I was in this jump rope thing together and apparently you can't do those things together because it builds the same muscle in different directions Mm -hmm. so when my ballet teacher found out that i was like jumping a lot she was like you need to quit doing jump rope or you need to quit ballet because they will like not build you the right way and then you won't look good in ballet we're like it won't help you in jump rope so we quit jump rope and i continued Mm -hmm. ballet but it's really funny because i had to quit ballet when I was moving to countries and then I did rhythmic gymnastics for a little bit which was along the same lines and then I had to quit because I moved to another country again but after that I feel like when I was in junior high my church members would be like oh you're like built to be a ballerina." you know but then I played soccer and I feel like at one point they were like oh you're I bet you're so good at soccer because you have this feature or whatever which I thought was so funny because I was like but you can't <laughs> like yeah that's very contradicting of you guys yeah so yeah yeah that's like the uh, i don't know it's because like obviously the stereotypes about like how you're supposed to be built to play a certain sport or like do whatever like do an activity they're obviously built in fact at the end of the day like some physical attributes are just 
like they're just going to help you be stronger in these things mm-hmm. but it's just so annoying to yeah. hear it and yeah. be like well should i just quit now right no i think another thing that i had like growing up was height was a huge thing mm. i think i've mentioned this in the food episode but like drinking milk i did that because my mom was like you need to go taller mm-hmm. I'm like, like i didn't even like her experience with height was because like i think she had a cousin who like made fun of her for being short when she was little and so then she like she thought height was really important Mm -hmm. and it's also like especially as being like being woman i mean even like men go through this i'm sure like actually they definitely do like being short like if you're taller you're usually seen as you know like more of a leader like all these stereotypes like you had to be strong you had to be built a certain way to be seen as a leader and it's just really annoying because i know like i was like a debate coach in high school and I would get so annoyed because people would just not listen to me. Like the people I was coaching would just not listen to me. So it was me and this other girl. We're both like tiny people. Meanwhile, there were the other two guys that were like kind of like helping us. Like they wouldn't be there every meeting. Like they weren't coaches or anything. They were just like helping out. And I remember like the people on the debate team started a whole Discord channel without us, like without me and that girl and just those two guys. And I was just like, why are they doing this? And I mean, that's obviously like probably a whole different issue rooted in sexism. But it was also just like, we don't look like leaders or like what leaders are supposed to look like mm. according to society. And it was just so frustrating. Yeah. Because like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, I want right. to be a leader and I have the capabilities verbally and, you know, personality wise mm-hmm. to be a leader. But then at the end of the day, like people are just not going to look at me and be like, yeah she's a leader they're gonna look at me and be like she's a follower we can tell her what to do kind of closing out the topic of body image and moving more into the game like how do you think you have at least improved your sense of body image as you've you know progressed as an individual i think growing older helped because then it's kind of contradicting what other people said that other guests had said but i saw more people who looked more similar or like well i feel like you also just grew up or like high school like you just had a community that was more more homogenous oh yeah appearance yeah definitely growing up it was like either all korean or all dutch Mm -hmm. i didn't have like a diverse like diversity growing up so coming to college um definitely helped because then i was like oh like there are other people who do look like me and it's totally okay and like i'm not the oddball out Mm -hmm. like i don't have to look like all the koreans for all the dutch people yeah so i think that really did help i think i just stopped caring once i got to college because i think i cared so much in high school about what other people thought and i still do um think i do care about what other people think but it's just not as prominent because i don't see them all the time yeah high school i see them all the time so yeah i think okay well like for me it's complicated because i feel like in terms of comparing myself to others i don't really do that in college because like you said like i just don't see people as often like Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter and also well like i grew up in a pretty diverse environment i would say especially relative to you but um so i think in that sense there was just a lot more people to compare myself to whereas here i'm just like just relatively speaking like where to compare to where i lived before this it's less diverse honestly so i don't know i'm just like yeah but everyone's going to look the same because they're like it's just less diverse so like obviously i'm gonna look different i don't know that sounds weird but uh, i mean just like comparing diversity like demographics just makes sense to me but what's been kind of weird to navigate is that growing up like middle school high school like i definitely had like eating problems and that was rooted in like body image and like wanting to look a certain way because (laughs) 
like how we talked about like like I ate a lot of rice growing up and like rice people would say that's obviously not good for your diet because I mean it depends how you eat it but point being like I ate a lot of rice growing up and going to school like I would not eat my lunch fully or do things like that and so it's weird because like even though I don't care about like body image in college anymore like I don't like compare myself to others or anything I still have those habits that are like you don't really need to eat today or you don't like you can skip a meal like it's fine or like even having the autonomy to be like I don't have to eat breakfast like things like that like they're still rude in it and so it's kind of like an everyday struggle of being like why you don't need to be doing that anymore like there is no reason for this special except that you're just used to it and so kind of having to kick that habit out has been hard but I don't know I guess I would say just reminding yourself that all of these are just external factors but your mindset is probably going to change every single day is kind of important to just realizing that and try to stop caring about what other people think like I know that's so hard to do but I mean everyone's just being subjective it's like the self-confidence episode like if you talk to anybody they're all gonna have different like different thing like ideals of like how people should look and so mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's just like what you feel confident in and obviously that's it's hard to distinguish um what confidence feels like in relation to are you feeling confident because other people are judging you in a positive light or are you feeling confident because that's just who you are mm-hmm. but I guess just being mindful of that and thinking am I doing this because that's what I want and that's because how I feel healthier or is, am I doing that because I think people will perceive me as healthy mm-hmm. I don't think that was a full sentence because I don't remember what I said at the beginning of the sentence but <laughs> um game time our game is 20 questions with an object that could be in easily in a bedroom or a dorm room. Um, do you want to ask first or should I ask first? Um, you can ask first. Wait, let me think of an object. Okay. And the questions have to be answered yeah, yes as or no. yes or no. Okay. Um, let me think. Okay. Number one. Is it currently in your dorm room? Yes. Number two. Is it currently in my dorm room? No, this one's a hard one to answer. <laughs> no, okay. I don't think it is. Oh, wait, it might be. I think it is. Actually, yes. Is yes. It a, is it a closet? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, my entire object is closet. I was wondering, I don't know. Um, Is it portable? Yeah. Does it fit in a backpack? Yeah. How many questions are we at? Five. Okay. Do you normally bring it to class? No. You don't normally bring it to class, but it can fit in a backpack. Is that a question? No. <laughs> it was just me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you share it with other people? Yeah. Do people normally share it with other people? Probably not, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of something that you were confused that it was in my room. That you definitely have in your room. Wait. Okay. <laughs> okay, go on. You might see why I had confusion about it later, like when you finally get it. But okay, <laughs> is it used for entertainment? No. Is it used for eating? No. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> is it a candle? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Um, I'm at a loving question. Tide pods used for eating. (laughs) Just kidding. Is it used for cleaning? No. I have no idea what this is. 
do I own this? Yes. You do. And it's portable, but I wouldn't bring it to class. Do you use it in the bathroom? You could. Do <laughs> I personally? Yeah. No. But you could. You could. Like, it would be reasonable, too. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Is it face cleanser? No. Like micellar stuff? Okay. Um, I have five questions left, and yeah. I have no clue what it is. <laughs> this is a hard one. Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> is it bigger than... <laughs> is it bigger than my laptop? Yeah. It is? Yeah, it is. Really? Yes. Is it used for sleeping? I have known... I've been known to use it for sleeping, but it's... Nobody uses it for sleeping except for me. <laughs> So just no, just no. Okay, just no. <laughs> that way I made it. You don't know about this, so no. What, what do you use for sleeping? No, no, don't ignore that part because you. I don't think you ever knew this about me, so no. <laughs> that okay. probably made it so much more confusing for you. It's not used for sleeping. It's not used for cleaning. It's not used for entertainment. It's p- bigger than my laptop. It's portable. You can fit it in a backpack, but you don't bring it to class. Do you wear it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I have one question left. So this has to be my guess. I'll allow you one more question and then a guess. Okay. Is it fuzzy? <laughs> what do, What's like defined as fuzzy? Or like, like soft. It's like soft yeah. to the touch. I think you got it. Is it a robe? Yeah. Is it actually? Yes. Like it's a, yeah, like a bathroom robe. Yeah. That's why I was like, I don't know if you have it in your closet because your closet's technically in my dorm room. I do not have... Oh, but Tammy has one. No, I thought you do have one. Mm-mm, I took it back home. Okay, well, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but that's why I asked if I owned it. Cause yeah, because it you a own stuff. it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, technically you said yes to both of them. Wow. Because Tammy has a robe. Yeah. I've slept in my robe before. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I used to... No, like in at home, like texas i used to do that every single day really yeah but i don't do that here because i don't like it's so hot it's hot okay i have an object it's gonna be easy oh i have to start mm-hmm. i was like tell me the object um wait we're doing dorm room specifically right or bedroom or dorm room or okay. bedroom which i feel like a robe is not a common stuff in a bedroom really yeah not everyone has robes i feel that's fairly common i didn't get a robe until like my senior year oh um is it made from cloth like a, like a, like a clothing type no thing. okay that's a very good question though thanks i've been brainstorming um do i own it yes is it something used for like bathroom purposes no okay like bathroom purposes mean like shower or like other bathroom stuff that's what i meant just to be clear so no no okay um would i carry it in my backpack you could would i carry it in my backpack depending on the situation yes <laughs> is it a charger yeah you did it in five <laughs> questions <laughs> wait no do another one that do was another one yeah do okay. another one how did you get that is it because i said depending on the situation yeah shoot i shouldn't have said that <laughs> I was like, but like, it's not a firm yes or no. Yeah. Cause it I is don't, depending on the situation. Yeah. Cause I don't normally bring my chargers. Yeah. I think I have mine right now. 
Oh, I have to ask questions. I keep forgetting. Um, is it made from a thing of cloth? No. Would you find it in the bathroom? No. Would I be? Would I use it in the bathroom? Would I use it for bathroom purposes? Like showering or y- like going? <laughs> yeah. Relieving yourself? Yeah. No. Okay. Why did you make that clear? I'm scared. <laughs> Just making sure. I really have to go pee. <laughs> oh, go relieve yourself. Um. Would I use it in the realm of like makeup? Mm-hmm. things okay do i own it yes i own it mm-hmm. i don't own that much makeup stuff. <laughs> is it like a skincare product no i own it <laughs> <laughs> mascara no <laughs> should we keep guessing <laughs> do you own mascara um well like i have a mascara too but it's like dried like like hasn't been used in like 10 years it just for like like combing oh you okay know? so no not really mm-hmm. <laughs> or i use it sometimes to put like you know what i do i put vaseline on it mm. and then i use that as mascara because mm-hmm. eh. i think that helps you grow your eyelashes really i think so um wait what did i ask about makeup did i say is it make no i said it's skincare mm-hmm. and you said yes no you said no okay so it's like actual makeup is that a face product no. Is it lip gloss? No. How many are you at? <laughs> are we past five at least? I think we're at eight. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm wrong. I think we're at eight. Um, 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 Is it eyeliner? No. It's a makeup product? What? You just asked me if you use it for makeup. You never asked me if it was a makeup product or not. What does that mean? <laughs> Wait, what did I ask about the face? I said, is it used for the face? And I said, no. I made it hard. Yay. Oh, no, it's not that. I was going to say moisturizer. It's not moisturizer because you use that for the face. It's a head scratcher. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's good. (laughs) I'm going to start using that. (laughs) Um, It's like a knee slapper. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't own lipstick, so it can't be lipstick. It's not eyeliner. It's not mascara. I don't own any other makeup products. Except for face stuff. Never said it was a makeup product. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, you did. What did I ask for makeup? You said, do you use it for makeup purposes? And I said, yes. You can, I guess, if you wanted to, really. Do you use it? That means, like, do people come and use it? Yes. For makeup purposes? Yes. And I don't? <laughs> What am I doing? <laughs> Maybe you do, but you also don't put a lot of makeup on. Yeah, I know. Um, 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 um. <laughs> I feel like you might yell at me later. Probably. Because in my head, like, the way you asked the question made sense, but in your head, it might not. Like, I'm we might not, not have interpreted it the same way. Okay, you're at nine. I so. don't verbally abuse her, guys. <laughs> <laughs> she means yell at her in a calm, collected <laughs> manner. <laughs> so you have 11 guesses i mean question um 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 do you use it when you do makeup typically mm-hmm. there's 10 oh is it like a like a um like 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 like, like no because that's used for the face it can't be like a powder <laughs> brush applicator thing what do i do? i don't own things Lizzie. 
it can't be cotton like cotton pads is that a question no it can't be i'm telling you we can't oh be. okay so if it's cotton pads i'm gonna be mad <laughs> <laughs> jeez <laughs> um it can't be like having like beauty blender you don't even have that do you have a beauty blender i can't ask. is that a question no it's not i'm telling you you can't be a beauty blender because that's used for your face no it's not a is it used for, <laughs> it's used for your face unless you're thinking like use it for your neck or something people do that they like mm, they like blend it in yeah i know things <laughs> it's not blush because i don't blush because it's a face product i know it's not a makeup product okay i understand that there could be but i don't understand what else is used for face what do i do that's like dumb is it Vaseline? It's not about you. <laughs> also, is that a question? No, but you said I have it. Is that a question? Yeah, is it Vaseline? No. And you also... Did you ask if I own it? I think you did. Yeah. I don't have Vaseline. I don't own Vaseline. I should have lip balm. I should have said lip balm. Now my real question is, do I ask that or not? <laughs> <laughs> what do I own and you own? A lot of things, actually. Bed sheets. Yeah, my own shoes, a backpack. Oh, yeah. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, I use my bed sheets for my makeup because like I sleep on it sometimes, <laughs> and that helps my face be better for makeup. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> um, what else do people use? For- I don't understand. I literally have no clue. I don't even know what to ask anymore because I'm like, I feel like I've narrowed it down and I have no idea. Oh, you got it. I'd be so sad if you got it right Is now. Is it like a hair, like, hair-related thing? No. What? <laughs> I thought it was like tweezers or like a comb. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> I'm stumped. I I really think it's like we interpret it like something wrong, something differently. The, the chin holder. <laughs> chin holder. <laughs> okay we gotta i know i know okay okay. (laughs) so is it like a is it is it um wait so i asked if it's a makeup product no you (laughs) i keep forgetting ask that question it's a makeup product no what did i ask before you said is it it used for makeup makeup purposes (laughs) oh so loud oh oh what is it is it a mirror yes was that hard though? Yeah, that's yeah. hard. <laughs> but when you ask, yeah, no, you're when you ask, like, is it used for bathroom purposes? That's why I was like, it is in the bathroom, but you don't use it for shower. Yeah, or, like that's why I was like, <laughs> we had to. Clean no, that's fire. true. Wow, that was a good one. Thank Shake you. Shake my hand for that one. The handshaker. <laughs> <laughs> that was a handshaker. Okay, thank Yay. you for listening, everyone. Have a nice day. Enjoy your time on this earth (laughs) please cut that out um thank you for listening and we'll come back next week on the topic of music you can find us on apple podcasts spotify google podcasts youtube at livermore and 55 leave a review leave a comment give a rate us five stars in apple podcasts (laughs) um I don't know, like find us on Instagram and DM us and be like, wow, you're so cool. Cause we, you know, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's all. Uh, great. Nice. Goodbye. Come Adios. back next week for more. Bye.